seriously popular. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everybody, this is Ian and Chris with your weekly kick up the backside that otherwise goes by the name of It's All Coming Up. This is the 10 or 15 minutes of your week when you can listen to Chris and I look forward to the weekend's action. Normally we're joining together on a Thursday to talk about the Premier League, obviously. We are, however, in our third international break of the season. So we're going to talk about England, we're going to talk about Scotland as well. And the first thing I want to ask you, Chris, is when you were, were a kid, um, did you used to relish and dive into those summer tournaments the way that I did, the World Cup, the European Championships? Was that a, a huge thing for you when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, absolutely it was. Um, so my first recollection of a major tournament would have been 1982. Uh, Spain. Ron Greenwood. Yeah. Yeah, we're on our way. Oh, I like it. We are Ron's 22. Uh, and uh, so as Brian Robson, who scored after, was it 27 Against France, seconds? yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. So, th- and that was, that was, yeah, my, my first memory of a, you know, a, a, a major tournament. And uh, and then we had at 86, Gary Lineker, um, that the hand of God, uh, that moment. So, yeah, as, as, a, as a young football fan, used to absolutely love the major tournaments, watching them on the telly. As you remind me um, regularly, I've got a couple of years on you. So my first uh, recollection was actually of uh, 78, which was the Argentina World Cup. Ah. Um, and my main memory of that tournament is is having a terrible blue tracksuit um, that my mum my <laughs> bought me from the from the market with the with the World Cup on the back. I think I think it had been made by a bloke on the market actually. It was certainly no kind of official merchandise. But I love that tracksuit. And the second memory is of, have, have we got any have we got any pictures of that we can we can post? I don't think we have, but I will certainly look. I'll certainly have a look. That would be interesting. I'll ask my mum, see if she can dig anything out. And I do remember the final when uh, Argentina beat Holland um being told off by my father for bouncing up and down on the sofa um too enthusiastically when Holland equalised. So for some reason I was rooting rooting for Holland. I don't know why. Uh, the reason that I ask this uh, was not to talk about me and my dodgy clothes from the 70s, but given that you and I both have those memories of tournaments and when tournaments come around at the moment, everybody still buys into it. Why, therefore, does everybody f- always feel so 
uninspired by the routine international fixtures like the two we have this week England for England. England play Malta, then they go to North Macedonia. What is the problem with regular international football that seems to turn people off? Um, well, just looking at these two fixtures for uh, England, who have already qualified uh, for the Euros, you know, has, of, has Scotland as well. Uh there's nothing on the games, is there? And, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, as, as far as England are concerned, we are so used to seeing England rock up and have routine wins with the great disrespect over, uh, over the smaller nations. So, you know, that's why there's a real lack of, of interest. There's, there's no adrenaline as a football fan going to, with the great disrespect, going to watch England against Malta. I mean, you know, you don't you don't get up for it, do you? We all know what's going to happen. I think the FA do an incredible job to sell the game out. It, it will be sold out. I also think that, by the way, the FA should make more effort to take these games around the country. Absolutely, that would lift yeah. People off the sofas a little bit. Um, however, that won't happen as long as they um, are obliged to continue to kind of um, finance the Wembley Stadium, etc. There is an interesting story um, around this morning. I'm suggesting that. Uh, a player who isn't in the England squad, Anthony Gordon of Newcastle, may be subject of interest from Scotland. Um, Gordon has uh, uh, Scottish grandparents on his father's side, um, and although he's played for England under twenty, well, there must be teams, some bl- there must be some bloodline, of course. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, that, that's Thank what you. it is. Um, <laughs> so, Anthony Gordon, Anthony Gordon for Scotland. Um, can, can we see really see? the Scots been allowed to to poach one of our most promising players from under our noses can that happen well, of course it can uh, it can happen uh, i mean why why are you sort of suggesting i mean after your you know your your attack on scottish football last no, week you, you know you're, you you doubling down with with reasons why anthony gordon shouldn't uh, think about playing for scotland it's it, I'm, it, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to to declare allegiance <laughs> to Scotland, and then I can write a thousand words in the in the newspaper and on Mail Online about why he shouldn't have done it. And then my mm. inbox can once again be full of hate from north of the border and and, and also from you. Um, but what, what I'm saying is, he's not been selected by Gareth yet. There's an awful lot of competition for the wide places. Raheem, Sk- mm. Raheem Sterling can't even get in the squad, but he will get in at some point, surely. If um, okay, yeah. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. And the fact Anthony Gordon's played for England under 21s, you know, is, you know, is a big deal. But the longer he goes and, and the position which he plays in is a really competitive position, you know, normally off the left-hand side for uh, for Newcastle. But, you know, you've got Raheem Sterling, for example, can't get in the squad. Would we think at this moment in time is ahead of Anthony Gordon in the pecking order? Yes, he would. So as... Yes, we would. So as the years go on, then, of course, Anthony Gordon will have thinking to do. And um, and I suspect um, it's... From his perspective, it must be a, about him seeing himself progress in the near future with England. Otherwise, why wouldn't he want to go and, and, and play for Scotland in a major tournament? And, you know, Scotland have, have already qualified. I love his confidence. I love his ambition. I love his aggression. Um, not, so, not so much a fan, a fan of his hair. But uh, you know he's got he's got years ahead of him to just to sort that to sort that out. I mean, he he may have a view on on your hair and and if, my 
my receiving. If you ever get to see yeah. photographs of my yeah. hair when I was anti Anthony Gordon's age, then we will have a conversation to have that. That is that is for, that is for sure. Um, now, on Monday on our all it's all kicking off podcast, you got into Gareth Southgate's ribs a little bit about his selections. Um, we don't need to go to go over that. Did I? Yeah, a little bit about why why he continues to choose Henderson and Phillips and and. And hadn't chosen Sterling because they're not playing. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, but I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, in in yeah, truth, the, the the same as I what think, I, think. I think people do. I just want to say, are you one of these people who thinks that uh, Gareth has been a huge force for good for English football, like I like I do, or are you in that other camp of actually Gareth's uh, what is perceived as being Gareth's? cautious tactics hold England back because there's, there's still an awful lot of that chat around that, that Gareth is a negative coach. Where were you on that? I'm a great admirer of what Gareth Southgate has, uh, has, has achieved as England manager. You just go back to, to the time he took over, the mess he took over. And uh, I think he's been a, a huge success. But, uh, you know, I do think also that uh, there are... Um, Certain things that you you know you can level at Gareth this 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 loyalty factor as much as anything which I brought up on Monday um, you know and which is talked about a lot him Gareth sticking with players who aren't playing regular uh, regular club football and I I do think that's an issue I do think that's a weakness I admire him for sort of having that that mindset and that thought process loyalty is important but. I suppose until England win a major tournament, there's always going to be certain things levelled at Gareth. So that's a, I think that's a very, very polite way of saying that maybe you do think he's slightly cautious at times. Is that fair? Um, no, because it's about, you know, it's about getting the job done and England have been so close, you know, in the Euros final against Italy. Okay, Italy deserved to win the game, but, you know, a penalty kick or two away from, from winning it. You know, at the last World Cup in in Qatar, um, you know, just falling short, and there, there there are fine margins, and it's about making that next step. But I said on Monday when you see the likes of Bellingham flourish, Hollywood Bellingham, as you call him, flourish as it, you know as he is doing. Uh, England have the players who are capable of winning a major tournament, but will it be then? So will it be Gareth's? Um, uh, persistence with the likes of somebody like Calvin Phillips, who has barely kicked a ball in the last season, will not kick a ball unless he moves on from Manchester City in January. Will it be something like that which holds England back? And I think people are right to uh, to call Gareth out on this. Those are the sticks that are there for people to beat Gareth with, um should they wish um, the persistence with Maguire, persistence with uh, Calvin Phillips, persistence with Jordan Henderson? That that that's that's the ammunition for those people who want to load it up and fire it. Is is that fair then? That that, that argument then? Because you know you you haven't. I don't know. I I I haven't heard your thoughts on. You know, where are you on Calvin Phillips? Where are you on Harry Maguire? Where are you on Jordan yeah, Henderson? I think so, I'm, I think I'm know, with you on Henderson. I think now that he's playing in the league that that I think we all agree in Saudi Arabia is not of the standard that the Premier League or another major European league offers. I think I think Jordan, uh, I don't say he shouldn't be in squads, but I think he's got a lot to prove to play these days. I think I think I agree with you on that one. I mean, 
I can answer your question by by getting into what we were talking about on WhatsApp last night about what our ideal England starting team would be. Pickford, Walker, Stones, Maguire, Chilwell, Rice and Phillips as a as a holding two. Saka, Bellingham, Foden and Kane. I think that the the key point uh, and yours, do you want me to I mean I've got yours so I'll 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 read yours. Yours was Pickford, Walker, Stones, Dunk, Shaw, Rice on his own as a holder, um, Bellingham and Ma- Bellingham, Madison, Saka, Kane, Foden. So I think the key point of difference between mm. us, apart from at the back, is that you're cautious. It, you're yeah, more I cautious. Think, that's so, the key. That's the key so point of difference. So you would play Rice sitting on his own essentially wouldn't you that- um, well well yeah I, well I don't know whether you've sort of noticed but uh, but Jude Bellingham can play a number of roles and play them very well so you, you know it's uh, it's you know 10 15 yards between those positions and Bellingham if need be has the football awareness where he can drop back in and be a two if you know if if that's what Gareth wants so I don't I don't see that being such a big deal I, I do not. I do. I do not in any way, shape, or form understand this. This. This continued uh, argument for for Calvin Phillips. Nothing against Calvin Phillips, but how on earth can England go into a major tournament uh, and play somebody who is very unlikely to play for Manchester City, or it certainly will not play regular football? And England will want to go into a tournament and win a tournament with a guy who hasn't kicked a ball in uh, in the best part of two seasons. That is a risk too big to take for Gareth's argument. It w- would be that he's taken that risk consistently now for the last, uh, and, and he still hasn't won a major tournament. So, so, so is that is that the tweak which which he needs? to make so so loyalty is a great strength Ian but loyalty can also be a great weakness it it it, it can it can be and and it's it's a it's a moot point I think I'm probably on uh with the minority on this one whether I'm with the England manager or not I think in terms of public mood I'm in the minority I'm not sure that England are secure enough without the ball to cope without the security of two sitting players ideally it would be Rice and somebody else, right? Someone who's playing regularly for the club. But in the absence of that individual, if we accept that Henderson is maybe on the downward curve of his career now, then until there's a better candidate than Phillips, then I think it's Phillips. Hold that thought. We'll be back right after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
I don't know what Aaron Ramsdale will be thinking um, during this international break. I mean, God, I mean, poor old Aaron. I mean, he has he's, he's had his, his first team jersey whipped away from him by David Rea at Arsenal. He's doing his best to keep his head up um, and his chin, his chin up and a smile on his face. And now his old man's gone onto an Arsenal podcast and and um, had a pop at had a pop at Mikel Arteta. I mean, goodness me. No, I, well, so so I mean, you're a journalist. So his his dad has come out sticking up for his son. I know, I know. With this, at the last um, you know incident with his dad, at the speaking out, Aaron Ramsdale actually handled that situation very well, didn't he? And said his dad was away on a uh, you know a, a golfing t- trip. He he would rather of him not not sort of made any comment. And I, I, I don't know whether he feels the same way now, but I think I understand that from a, you know, a parental uh, point of view, you know, if, if he's asked a question about his son, he's, he's just telling the truth. Why would Aaron Ramsdale have a smile on his face, you know, at this moment in time? It isn't, it isn't helpful. And, I, you know, I, I, I get your point. It, you know, it, uh, it brings the heat on the situation, doesn't it? But, but it's, it's, a dad who, it's a dad who loves his son. I think Aaron Ramsdale should be left alone to sort this problem out for himself. We all have a bit of sympathy for him. We don't really think he should have been dropped. We don't think the bloke who's replacing him is playing particularly well. However, he's not the first footballer to be left out of a football team. And if every time this happens... Is it such a big well, deal? It's not. Well, it's not such a big deal. You, you're 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 making a big deal out of it now. You know, I don't know what Aaron Ramsdale's going to say about his dad this time round. Um, but 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 is you know it's it's a father who's who's come out you know he's, he's told the truth, and I I know I know what point you're making about it, right? But I don't I don't see this as any big deal, any great deal because you know es- essentially his son isn't playing and he's not smiling. Why would he smile? Who wants to be sat on the bench now? Scotland playing at Georgia. Uh, Thursday night. Um, they've already qualified for next um, summer's Euros in Germany. I'm pleased about that, but I don't want to say that because you'll accuse me of patronising <laughs> the Scots. But I am pleased about that. Now, Tell your Steve face. Clark, it's his 50th game, the manager against Georgia, 49% win rate, which is a which is a, a bloody good win rate for a manager who... Th- patronising. manager who I think we would agree doesn't have the luxury of uh, a group of world-class players to choose from. Patronising. Um, so let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. When I watched them play, well, I'll say two things. When they play, when Steve Clark Scotland played England in the Euros at Wembley two or three summers ago, nil-nil on that wet Friday night, they should have beaten them. They, they were the better side. They were the better side, I'll say that. At Hamden, um, I can't remember when it was, a couple of months ago, two or three months ago, Hamden in that, yep, in that friendly, friendly, when England beat them comfortably. I thought they looked a really poor mm. side that night. Now, now friendly. Was, that, was that just a, an outlier performance? I, 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 friendly. Fr- what, friendly? So friendly against England, so they just won't try, just play badly on purpose. Are they a better side than they looked that night? How good a side are Scotland under Steve Clark? Can they do well in next summer's Euros? Or are they just there for a party like they have been previously? Are they? Are they go? Why didn't? Why didn't you ask Steve Clark? Is he just going to Germany? Steve, are you just going to Germany to make the numbers up, Steve? 
Ask him that. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, to be fair, that's a fair point. There's no, no chance I'm doing that. Absolutely, and that is, and I don't, you know, Monday was Monday, but but I, you, let, you know, Scot yeah, Scotland. Let's, move, let's not go know, back. They've beaten Spain. We're unlucky actually away in Spain. You know, <clears> by right, <throat> uh, Scotland are there, and you know. I wouldn't underestimate Scotland in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying they're going to go and win the Euros. No, but they deserve respect. And, you know, they've got a, they've got a wily manager in uh, in Steve Clark. Highly intelligent guy, has them set up well. They know mm. their strengths, they know their weaknesses. And, you know, they, they could be an awkward proposition for one or two. And are they in, in in what way are they growing under Steve? Because he's he's been in the job a few a few years now, and um, he, he they seem to be getting better. I mean, their, their qualifying campaign has been uh, has been impressive w- without a doubt. Um, what is the potential to transfer that into tournament football, which 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 they haven't no, been as good at? No, when, uh, and that's and that's fair. There. But I mean, so I think under Steve Clark, there have been small. Steps in terms of uh, gathering momentum uh, as a team, but under him they've made great strides into the last Euros. You know, hopefully from a Scottish point of view, they will they will learn from that. This qualifying campaign, I think they gain a lot of confidence. You know, beating the likes of uh, of Spain, which is you know a, a really big deal. So you know, if if they know that they can beat the likes of Spain, you know, a, a huge nation, then they'll go into this tournament. They've got excellent midfield players, maybe lack a striker or two, maybe not as strong in the centre-half mm-hmm. position as, uh, you know, other countries. And that's, you know, been an issue for, for a number of years uh, with regards to Scotland. But, uh, you know, at this at this moment in time, they're, they're flying high and, uh, you know, good luck to them. I think they will be competitive, unlike you. Anyway, look, mate, uh, good good to talk to you. Glad to see that you're with us this week. Your Wi-Fi is up and running. You're crystal clear. Um, uh, it's been a good chat. Um, so uh, England, Malta, Friday. Um, I'll, be at, I'll be at that one. Uh, then they go to Skopje to play North Macedonia on Monday. I won't be at that one because I'll be in the studio with you in London for the next episode of our It's All Kicking Off podcast. So I'll see you soon, mate. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.